Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know, you can be listening to us on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, for free, KMOX.com as well, 11.20 a.m., you knew that, 98.7 FM, all kinds of ways to listen to the show, and then go back and get the podcasts if there's anything that you missed. We started talking about uh, garbage downtown, and uh, just a look of, uh, there there was a homeless encampment uh, next to City Hall. Originally, it was at City Hall, then they... Uh, were forced out to move about half a block up. And uh, we were just talking about the garbage. And things need to be cleaned. And we did talk to Shamim Clark Hubbard about the Rams settlement money. There was a meeting that took place. Another informational and, I guess, um, request for ideas meeting that took place over the weekend about what's going to happen with some of that cash and how it's going to go to help the city. We still have to um, take advantage of the fact that these Ram settlement funds are sitting, actually making the city money as we speak. And so that once we get past spending the, um, or the spend down of the ARPA funds, then we can make sure that we implement these funds in a way, these RAM settlement funds in a way that we will look back 20, 30 years from now and not say, wow, the city had all that money and what did they do with it? Yeah, and I think that's the one concern is that we're not going to be looking back a few decades from now saying that, that we did anything substantive that it made a difference in the city, and the hope is they do. And that is the Alderwoman for Ward 10, by the way, joining us on the show. Yeah, Alderwoman Shmeen Clark-Hubbard was listening because you and I, I mean, we were frustrated. Yeah. We were frustrated. You're driving down Market. You're walking around downtown, and you see the trash. You see all the tents, and it's that building now that was the old municipal court. It's right next to City Hall. Uh, I don't know that they're using it for anything right now, but the front lawn of it, uh, looks like a mess. So the so Shamim Clark Hubbard said every few days they do have someone from the city clean up that area. This morning it was particularly bad, though we did see somebody. Yeah, there was somebody working out there cleaning it up yeah. a little bit. But it, I think there can be a lot of positive talk when it comes to taking action on simple city services that need to be done but i think until a lot of people start seeing those the results of that action whether it's trash being picked up uh seeing that the streets are noticeably smoother uh better quality i think some of the the mumbling and grumbling is going to continue i mean unfortunately it may not it may be tough for the city leaders saying hey we are fixing things and i think it just needs a lot needs to change before people take notice it's always if the city is slow in reacting i think people too will be slow to acknowledging what has been improved and she also mentioned that a lot of times things like potholes or Mm -hmm. if there is a city issue it doesn't get reported directly to the city which is a problem because if they don't know about it they can't do anything about it um the citizen service bureau you can just Google it. That's one way to do it. Um, or give them a call. And uh, the number is 314-622-4800. 
And you could just say, hey, there's a pothole. Mm-hmm. You need to come take a look at this. Or you can tweet directly at them at STLCSB. I will say, I think we were, when we decorated the car and we brought some attention to that car that had been broken outside down, catalyst, crashed, yeah. just smashed to pieces an outside Catalyst coffee shop in our building for months. It just looked terrible. Uh, they did take care of it. Then there was a dumpster near Washington Avenue that was overflowing people were just setting trash and chairs and furniture next to it and we had a great idea we thought we would a broadcast next to the dumpster be kind of fun but the citizens bureau was tweeted at and it did get picked up finally so but and people don't they tend to she said they go to next door and they complain instead of um letting the city know it's important to pause here a little bit and back up and realize that the funding has actually not run out and has not and is not actually going to run out immediately. That is uh, Professor Krister Knapp with History and National Security at Washington University here in St. Louis about Ukraine funding. The White House sending a letter to uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, basically uh, demanding that they do get action on that in furthering the funding to Ukraine. I think they are, as as Krister Knapp said, looking down the road. By the end of next year, really, um, they're concerned about support for Ukraine completely falling off the table, which would be very bad. It'd be bad for us. It'd be bad to allow Russia to just, you know, run roughshod all over Ukraine. And then what's next? The Baltics. And then before you know it, they've overtaken a few countries. We can't allow that to happen. And we're we're getting a lot for the money by allowing another country to to really do the defense without having to send Americans there. Right. No, it, it is straining enormously the Russian economy, the military complex that is in Russia, and Russia is a geopolitical adversary. They're cozy with China. Uh, they don't respect the integrity of sovereign nation states. So That's bad. Yes, that's a bad thing. Uh, what's interesting, and I, I did ask Krister Knapp about this, the... Office of Management and Budget Director Shalanda Young for the White House did use language that seems that's that implied we were running out of money immediately uh, and that if Congress didn't take action, we would be out of money by the end of the year. And she said, quote, we are out of money and nearly out of time. We'll run out of resources to support Ukraine. And again, when you're looking at the money, you're looking at the billions of dollars. It's really the fiscal year of 2024 to even 2025. Yep. It's just a cumbersome process getting those funds uh, right. allocated. Yeah, and it can't be done quickly, but it needs to be but done. But it is confusing. I think is, I yeah. think with all the politics behind things, I get it. Both sides, they're pushing whatever it is they want to push to make sure that le- that legislation gets passed. I think it's almost impossible for a layperson to read the quotes and go, oh, I think that's out of context. It's difficult it to really sit is. through it. Look, I it is not my goal to offend all men. I think men deserve a chance. I apologize. Um, I think you're all doing your best, but you could try a little harder. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that is uh, comedian Leslie Liao who came on the show and for six minutes just wore me out. It was hilarious. I love her line. We played a clip from a comedy special that she had uh, coming into the segment. And she said, you know, she goes, I'm straight. I'm attracted to men. I just don't find men attractive. 
You know what? I get it. And she goes, you understand what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, she said, you, you just try, don't put on a hat all the time. <laughs> and, that's, and that was the beginning of when it got personal. Why do you have to wear yeah. a hat all the time? It was about me. Yeah. Must have been. Anyway, she's got a... Uh, I want you to embrace me. I just don't want you to have a hat on all the time. She's part of a new <laughs> Netflix stand-up series called Verified Stand-Up. So um, you can go funny. watch her. And, and hopefully we'll come to St. Louis soon. She was fun. Yeah. I liked her. A lot of um, If you missed that interview, it's on the Odyssey app. Oh, also, I uh, we, we talked about Florida State getting snubbed mm-hmm. out of the college football playoff, which has angered a lot of people. Senator Rick Scott out of Florida yeah. today has sent a letter to the selection committee demanding to know how they reach their conclusion. And among some of the things they want, they want emails and text messages and other communications of the committee talking about their process. They want all. Now, I don't know if he can force that. I guess he could, you know, set up a hearing or something. A Senate hearing, but I don't know. I kind I would of, love to know how they're going to respond to it, to be honest. I feel like while it is a snub, and I understand the outrage, maybe with everything going on, Congress doesn't necessarily need to get involved in this. Maybe, maybe college football in this case could be self-policing because goodness knows there are issues with the NCAA and how all college sports are run. This is a big one. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too dismissive. I don't know. I know it's big because which colleges get in is very political. Is this the biggest? It's it's not so much about politics. I think it's about the financial end of this because mm-hmm. by virtue of getting snubbed out of this, it's a couple million dollars the Florida State loses out on. So, and the conference loses out on that money too. So that's that's kind of the problem here is that with the financial implications, he's saying that something should be done. Florida State... Coach Mike Norvell released a statement. I mentioned this earlier that he said he's disgusted and infuriated by the CFP decision. Quote, what is the point of playing games? Do you tell players it is okay to quit if someone goes down? Do you not play a senior on senior day for fear of injury? Where is the motivation to schedule challenging non-conference games? We are not only an undefeated P5 conference champion, but we also played two P5 non-conference games away from home and won both of them. He is 100% correct on that. So uh, nothing's going to come of it. They're already snubbed and they can't ever get this back. That's yeah. it's it's too bad. I don't even like Florida State, but I'm going to bat for him. Hey, um, Amy, when we come back, and, and by the way, everything that you have missed to this point mm-hmm. on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download it and listen to the podcast of this show, the Chris and Amy show, and uh, all the podcasts, all the shows on this station, and listen to us live and listen to Cardinals Baseball Live as well with the Odyssey app. Uh, we do have Matt Pauley coming up at the bottom of the hour, checking in from the winter meetings in Nashville. I wonder. Well, we'll ask him if he's gotten into any fights. I hope not. There's Probably so many not. people, so the odds of it are good. I mean, but he's representing KMOX in Nashville. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. When we come back, Amy, I have to, I'm going to present something to you, and I would like to get your opinion on it. I think I know how you're going to feel, and this is it's a good one. You won't even, okay, guys. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. He won't even tell me the topic because nope. I heard him making noises in this little studio, like, oh, okay, let me get that. And and he said, I'm going to play this for you. And I, gonna, I even asked, you ballpark. Are, he won't give me a ballpark. You're going to hate it. Oh There's gosh. your ballpark. It's Chris and Amy on. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. On KMOX. All right, it's Chris and Amy on KMOX. So, Amy Mark scores. Yep. Um, there was this TikTok video that happened a couple of days ago, and it started with a Reddit post by a pilot, an airline pilot, commercial right. airline, and talking about um, things that you should or shouldn't do on an airplane and, you know, just stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. this person who's on TikTok is a flight attendant for an unnamed airline. Okay. And one of the things the pilot said was that you should not get coffee on the flight. You know, when they come up and down the aisle and say, do you want something to drink? That you should never get the coffee. And this flight attendant went went to TikTok to tell you why. Starting off strong, airplane coffee. Yes, I agree. I think it's disgusting. You really need to get to the airport. 10 minutes earlier and buy a coffee in the terminal. The fact that the tanks rarely get clean that the water's in should be the least of your concern. For me, it's always been the way that flight attendants have to clean out coffee pots. For whatever reason, we're not supposed to empty coffee pots in drains. We're supposed to dump it down a toilet. So when you take a coffee pot and dump it in the toilet in order to not not make a huge mess everywhere, you kind of have to get a little close to the toilet. And I imagine that there's some kind of backsplash of particles, bacteria, whatever, that goes directly back into the coffee pot, which gets put right back into the coffee maker. So unless the airline that you're flying has an espresso maker on the plane, I would not get coffee, regular drip coffee on the plane. But it always kills me because the people that I find complain about this will go into the bathroom without their shoes on, and they probably don't own floss. (laughs) I have, like... (laughs) Amy... They're cleaning out the coffee pot, and they're dumping it into the toilet, and the backsplash from the toilet is oh, getting back even. into the coffee pot. That's happening. I, okay. And I, I just took a flight recently, and I absolutely got coffee. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. First of all, yes, you I never did. get coffee on the plane because it's it's gross, and I just, my reason was they never clean out the pots. Well, they do. Yeah. They just happen to dump it into the potty. You know, I really admire people who are ignorant <laughs> because when you, the more you know, the more disgusting the world is. I, how, okay, that is so gross. And plain bathrooms, yes. And this whole idea, this whole idea of the people who go into the bathroom barefoot and it shocks me. I can't believe it. And here's the thing money doesn't buy class and it doesn't buy your. You can't buy your grossness away. And what I mean is you could go to the nicest country club, right? There's a swimming pool and a bathroom. I don't care how nice the country club is. It's still a bathroom. Mm-hmm. There's still toilets mm-hmm. on the tile floor that gets wet and it has like, you know, who knows what all the moisture is from. And ladies will walk into that bathroom barefoot, like the stalls. Or ladies who may have a fancy purse. One of those fancy purses that you know. I don't know. Name one. And they set them on the ground in the bathroom. Yeah. That like one's really gross. next to the toilet. They do it yeah. here. 
Here's I've seen it at Forest Park. And then, yes, you could be in first Ew. class and you walk into the bathroom without shoes on. How? And now the coffee, the world is so much <laughs> grosser than we think. You know, one time I went into the bathroom. It was a perfect flight. I try to avoid using the bathroom on flights because it's so tiny and cramped and disgusting. And it's almost impossible not to touch something. So it was a perfectly smooth flight, like a three-hour flight. I finally get up. I get in the bathroom. And as soon as I lock the door and get into position, the ready position, the plane starts going, and it just starts bouncing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I'm trying to, like, hover, and it's hard to hover. And the lid to the toilet touched you. Fell and hit my back. Oh, God, it yeah. It hit my back because, oh. because right, I'm hovering, oh. but it bounced, and I'm like, ah! And so then I'm, like, grabbing tissue, and I push it back, and the plane is like, and here's the pilot. Uh, flight attendant, if you could please buckle in, we're going to be hitting some major turbulence. <laughs> I'm on the toilet, not on the toilet, near the toilet, I should say. Adjacent. And then the lid hits me again, and then I'm like, I have to, do I have to, yeah. So I'm, then I get up, <laughs> and I, like, put the soap on my lower back. I'm, like, trying to get the germs off. It was a disaster. So to think of that, and then the coffee pot, the coffee being poured into just the, about, imagine if he's taking the coffee pot and they're getting down like it's no. it's in the cylinder probably. And you know they while they're dumping the coffee out. Yeah, and it's even then it's so, splashy. Think of it this way: Would you take a glass that you're drinking out no. of, go to the bathroom where you work, dump it out near the toilet? No. And then go use that glass? Still one of the most upsetting things. So disgusting. The most upsetting thing I've ever experienced. Um, I was at Forest Park. I was in the bathroom in the stall. And in the stall next to me, I hear a swishing sound. Like, yeah. Like someone swishing water. And then spitting. This person chose to brush their teeth over the toilet and spit into the toilet. And people could say it's perfectly clean. It's not going to splash. I don't care. There are just some <laughs> things you don't do. And that's one of them. Now, is brushing your teeth over a public toilet. No. I wouldn't do that over my own toilet, much less a public toilet. We have a texter who says, so incorrect. I was a flight attendant. Galley drains are okay for black coffee, black tea, or water. I've never taken a coffee pot to the lab. So, well, maybe it's it must be a, there. I don't know. He didn't reveal what airline he see, worked for. See, here's the problem with TikTok. You don't know if it's a TikTok lie because you could make up that lie, which is him. relatively harmless to the point, right? You're not really hurting anybody and know it would go viral. I bet you that there are I, – I would imagine that what's happened here is – you're really not supposed. You should not pour coffee down the drain because a lot of times coffee grounds get into the pot, and you cannot let coffee grounds go down the drain. You just can't. It's really bad for the for the sink. I think so. Maybe some that's grounds, what it is. Some Ma- of the coffee. Grounds. Maybe that's the problem is that they don't want coffee grounds to that's get into that, it. and then it has to be fixed, and so they'd just rather dump it into the toilet. You've never had any coffee grounds go in the sink. Well, I'm sure I have. I have. I gotta be careful. It'll ruin your sink. Ew. All right. Matt Pauly coming up from the winter meetings. What are the Cardinals doing? We'll talk about it next on KMOX. In the outfield right now, if we were to play tomorrow, it'd likely be Newt, Tommy Edmond, and Walker. And so, you know, our fourth outfielder would be Dylan Carlson. But obviously, we can, we're going to go into camp. We're going to see what that looks like. Tyler O'Neill is somebody that, that we are listening to on trades. Getting a lot of hits on our outfielders. And, you know, we're just going to see where that, what that does for us. But, you know, overall, we like our everyday club. So we're not really in a market to try to do much there other than see what we might be able to get for some, one of those players.
That is president of baseball operations John Mozalock of the St. Louis Cardinals on MLB Network Radio talking about potential uh, trade candidates, the guys they might be uh, letting go to other teams. We'll see what happens. The winter meetings are ongoing beginning today in Nashville, and KMOX has them covered, baby. We've got Mike Claiborne there. We have Matt Pauley, a host of Sports Open Line, who joins us now on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Good afternoon, Matt. Hello. So you heard Mo there talking about mm-hmm. the possible. You don't really hear, honestly, you don't really hear general managers, uh, team presidents say, yeah, we're listening for offers on this guy. It doesn't happen very often. So for him to be upfront about that, I found to be intriguing. Yeah, I, you know, of all the uh, baseball decision makers out there, I don't think uh, Mo gets the credit he deserves for really the candor that he shows and, and the things he says. There's a, uh, I I spent a lot of time covering other uh, GMs and other baseball decision makers, and they were very good at saying a whole lot of nothing. And sometimes Mo gets himself into a little bit of trouble with what he says. But I did find that to be interesting. Like just about everybody, that's not a hot take. I, the, you look at social media today, a lot of people taking note of the fact that uh, a guy who generally doesn't name specific individuals as being players that basically the team wants to trade, he named Tyler O'Neill today. So that is a uh, that is a notable development. And you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it in the negative that, you know, when you, when you throw that out there, maybe you lose a little bit of leverage because uh, other teams know you want to move them. Or the other side of it is maybe that helps get things going just a little bit. Whatever it is, uh, I think it's becoming more and more clear that Tyler O'Neill does not have a place on the uh, 2024 Cardinals. Um, right. My first thought would be in the the gamesmanship of trading and making moves, it would make other teams question, okay, why are they so intent on moving him? And maybe they you know, get this is just the nature of the business. Do you Can you think of a time or a player where like, oh, yeah, this is how player A was moved, and it worked out fine for this team. Uh, I don't understand totally what you're saying. Like, when was the last Sorry. time a GM has done this with a a major player or a player that you remember? Oh, um, I mean, didn't come. I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of any in baseball. I can think of it in football when uh, when Peyton Manning was signed by the Broncos. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have to move on from Tim Tebow. Uh, that happened. Uh, I mean, it just it doesn't happen that often. I'm sure. I'm sure there's other examples. There's probably people yelling at the radio right now to call me an idiot because I can't remember. But yeah, just it's just something that does not happen uh, very often, where an executive is going to be like, "Yeah, we're looking to move this guy." Yeah, even if even if it's a guy that everybody knows is going to get dealt, there rarely is that kind of as you use the word candor. That doesn't happen very often. So I found it to be fascinating they're trying to do that how much does it hurt them um I I think people would say well don't show all your cards here because then you're not going to get as much back in return I don't think that matters here well okay so here's the fascinating thing about this why tender them in the first place because if you don't work out a deal you're on the hook for 10 plus million dollars and with the the return for Tyler O'Neill is not going to be great. It's going to be maybe a prospect, maybe a middle-of-the-road relief pitcher. This is the... the, I feel like, the, and, and you can't go back and change history now, but the Cardinals had to know. 
if you're going to tender him, you are on the line for the, the 10 to $11 million that he's probably going to make this upcoming season uh, after he goes through the arbitration process. You have to know that he is a player that is coveted enough across baseball that not only are you going to be able to get another team to pick up that entire salary, but that you're going to be able to get something back for him that was worth something? Yeah, it'll be really fascinating to see what they do there. You also tweeted about, um, well, it was a retweet of Ken Rosenthal, who was discussing what happened. I feel like or, that's so dismissive. I used to tweet, actually, it was just a retweet. <laughs> you know what? Matt Pauly is trying to get into a fight. No, he's. I, I think Matt makes an, a valid point there, a valid observation. I mean, Amy, you can't really talk on this either. You're the one who last year was like, well, Derek Gould is saying this and that when I'm tweeting out the same stuff. <laughs> So, I mean, neither of you guys have a great social media track record here when it comes to me. Whoa, whoa, well, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Hold ju- hey, grudges. hey, sorry, Mr. Retweet. So, how about this then? Uh, I believe it's called a listening? repost now. It's a, oh, well, you call it whatever you want. The um, So, the, the, the Braves and Mariners trade uh, Jared Kelnick getting traded to the Braves, and uh, Rosenthal is, is suggesting that they won't hang on to Marco Gonzalez. Former uh, former Cardinal, would they have any interest in bringing him back? Do you think? Uh, I don't. I don't know how he fits. That that would be my first thing. You know, the um, it, it's kind of interesting when you consider it was O'Neill and Gonzalez who got traded for each other initially, and now yeah. the Cardinals are trying to get rid of Tyler Neal, and Marco Gonzalez is going to be on the block uh, from the Braves. Uh, I I guess it would depend on how much salary you're picking up and how much you would have to give for him. But I, I don't think Marco Gonzalez has a clear fit on the Cardinals right now unless they want to bring him in as somebody to yeah, – John uh, Mo did say to Tom Ackerman yesterday that they're looking for a one of their biggest uh, desires right now is a swing player, a guy who can come in and compete for a rotation spot. But if it doesn't go well, they can they can go into the bullpen as well. I don't know what Marco Gonzalez, how he feels about his future and where he's going to be moving forward, but if he would be you know, coming off an injury and everything, if he'd be comfortable with that, maybe if you squint hard enough, you can see that as a role for him. All right. Outside of Mo and the discussion, the comments we just had, what else is going on at the winter meetings? What's the buzz that you're picking up on? Not a lot. It's pretty quiet right now, and that that's pretty common for the first day. A lot of talk about Shohei Otani. I think people are wondering whether or not uh, a deal for him might get done before the end of the winter meetings. My inclination on that is probably not, but not impossible. You know, last year it felt exactly the same on the first day or so of the winter meetings. Nothing was really going on, and then all of a sudden stuff really started to pick up, and we had shortstop signing and judge signing and all that stuff. So uh, it's it's quiet here on the first day. I think this is uh, the way things work now. Is baseball general managers and president of baseball operations they're in their hotel rooms and they're having conversations. You don't see them out and about uh, in the lobby and things like that all too much unless they're going to go do a national TV appearance or a national radio appearance like Mo did earlier today. We'll talk with uh, Mo and his suite uh, later on this evening. He generally meets with the local media on a nightly basis here at the winter meetings. Uh, but, yeah, just not not a lot that you really pick up on at this point except for people talking about where Shohei Otani is going to end up. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a big one. I, there are at least two people interested in that. I would think. Um, you think it's Dodgers most likely? I know the Cubs have yeah. been in there and some other teams as well. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are kind of talk about Toronto recently because they would, you know, they're sort of a 
you know they're they're the only team in this in you know Canada and maybe they they you know from a financial standpoint he would be able to impact them as much as uh, anywhere it'd be more of a business type thing than a baseball decision. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think the Dodgers are the clear leaders in the clubhouse for uh, for Otani. Uh, lastly, over the weekend, and this is more of a, a Cardinals thing. Back to the to them. Uh, Josh Hader is uh, available in terms of a deal. I don't know how likely he is to end up with the Cardinals. It seems unlikely, but Mark Feinsand over the weekend was writing about Hader, and within that note, he mentioned a bunch of other relievers that are getting a trade interest, and uh, Jordan Hicks was among that. Do you see the Cardinals potentially going that direction and and, uh, moving him somewhere else? There was there was interest in Hicks, uh, you know, re-signing him before he ended up getting moved, and uh, I don't think a um, I don't think the two sides coming back together is out of the realm of possibility. I did find I found it really interesting that uh, when when Moselak was talking with Tom Ackerman yesterday, he specifically said that the team felt pretty comfortable with yeah. where they're at in terms of the bullpen handling the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Now that's that's not an area that I'm comfortable. I, yeah, I would don't you like think they to, missed him a little yeah, bit? Yeah, they, they they did in a big way, and. Yeah, I don't think you can rely on JoJo Romero being the exact same guy that he was in the final month of the season. Uh, you can trust Ryan Helsley to be who he is, but at the same time, he does get injured on occasion, and he does—he's not always available. He doesn't pitch back to back all that often, and, and he's certainly not going to pitch back to back to back. So, I think the Cardinals do need more coverage on the back end of the bullpen. So, if there's a chance to uh, reunite with uh, with Hicks, I I would be all in on that. I would like to see the Cardinals. Uh, bring in at least two relief pitchers that you feel comfortable in leverage situations. It's it's such a lot of work. It still feels like needs to be den- done. I mean, they got the three starters. I could see them getting another one potentially, um, but the bullpen as well. I mean, there's a there's a lot there that needs to be worked on. And so hopefully stuff happens this week, Matt. You will be there um, for the next few days. We will be relying on you heavily, especially if something breaks. You'll be jumping on with us. Uh, you're there. Mike Claiborne is there. Do us a favor. We okay. understand that when there are so many people in one location, like is happening right now, you tend to get into fights. Mm-hmm. So please, please, Matt, do not pick a fight with anybody. I don't plan on it. I, you know, doing that at the baseball winter meetings would probably be a really easy way for me to just end my career right there. Yeah, I thought about that. Going to pick a fight, but you yeah. know what though, it could put you on the map too. That's not the that's not the map that I want to be on. It works for some people. Yeah, not me. Okay. Hey, did you? Um, I do follow you on Twitter. Did you get your car fixed? Because it looks like you broke down last week. I did not. Okay. So, yeah, it broke down. At, I went to pick up my daughter from school, and in the two minutes from me getting out of the car and going to the front door of the, the church slash school to get her and coming back to the car, the car just stopped going. Mm. Um, and they uh, they told me it was the starter and some wiring, and they fixed that, and mm. they're like, yeah, it's still uh, nothing's happening. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, I would I would think— my, Sorry, I just want to say, if, if a mechanic told me, uh, you know why your car won't start, the, um, the starter's broken, I would think that they were messing with me. Like, they were trying to make fun of me. Well, I know that the starter is a thing. Let me ask you, <laughs> it is a thing, I know I that. Know, but doesn't yes. it sound like not what, a thing? Matt, it, just yes. from your opinion, 
What would be more important that the Cardinals get another starter or you do? <laughs> that's 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 good. So that's like really you have good. to pick. You have to pick. Uh, Cardinals because I'm already like I've uh-huh. accepted the fact that there's a pretty good chance that I have driven my yeah. car for well, a lot. Okay. And also your And also you don't want to upset the Cardinals fans. Your starter yeah. is not going to cost 150 million dollars. I'm already six hundred dollars into Oof. the repairs that they've done, and they don't know what's wrong with it. At some point, the cost to repair it is going to be more than the value of my uh, <laughs> wonderful '06 Jeep Wrangler. Matt, I'll tell you what. Just give me a call. I'll drive you to work. Yeah. Okay. Because his starter works, but his hubcaps fall off. Yeah, my hubcaps fall off. That's a problem. Matt Pauley. We will yes. check if, if anything the car, breaks. The carless, Matt Paul. Thank goodness that we're at the winter meetings this week because uh, I would not have. I don't know how I'd be getting to work if yeah. not for. Uh, but I was able to get to Nashville. Can't well, okay. spell Cardinals without car. Okay, Very good. Bye, Matt Pauly. We'll be checking in with you if something happens. We know you're going to be all over it. Thank you. Oh, oh sounds good. Thanks, guys. Matt Pauly, host of Sports Open Line. Oh, damn. Should I ask? Is there a Sports Open Line tonight? Yeah, he's probably gone. Talking to me? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you have yeah. a okay. sports open line tonight? What's going on? It's like the end of the Ferris Bueller movie. Why are you guys still here? Go home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes, uh, we we have a one-hour show tonight, 6 to 7, leading into Monday Night Football. Let's and go. I have, you, don't ask me who's played on Monday Night Football because I have – oh, it's Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Okay, I had no clue until I just looked that up. Okay, okay. so it's No clue whatsoever. Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Cincinnati and Jacksonville. That's it. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye. Is this for real now? Yeah, go, go yeah. away. Go away. Go away. Okay. All right. See you. See, that is, um, that is some, like, grade A top-level pandering where – Obviously, he would rather have a starter for his car, but he said, I want the Cardinals to get a starter more. No, no. He's pandering, but I, I appreciate could, no. it. He's I, making Cardinals fans feel like there's nothing more important to him I believe than him. Cardinals baseball and them that team getting better and the rotation improving. Do you know how miserable and crabby everyone in the city would be if the Cardinals didn't get a starter, but Matt Pauley got a starter for his car? It would be terrible. Yeah, so he's pandering. He's not pandering. He's yes, making he the right decision. I wouldn't be pandering. I don't pander, but I would say the Cardinals need a starter more than my Subaru does, and my Subaru Dude, is loud. It is. I don't know what a starter does. Probably start, start, the, start car, the car. But I know this: whatever's going on with your car, it sounds like a diesel. You need to what fix if that. I, I wonder if I have a diesel and I don't know it, and that's why it's so loud because I keep putting the wrong gas in it. It's oh loud, my God, and it's getting loud. It wakes the neighbors up when I leave for work. <laughs> well, there goes that truck again. Oh, wait, it's a Subaru? Yeah. That's Amy Marks, course. She's loud. Like, everything about you is loud. Well, just you listen, eat guys. loud, you drive loud, you talk loud, Three, you laugh loud. One four four three six seventy nine hundred. If you know why a Subaru okay. Outback would be so loud. This is like... For years, though. It's this not is, a new thing. This is like when you ask a very specific question <laughs> of a doctor we have on. You go, oh, Doc, let me ask you this question. Let's um, say you're a vaccine. Let's, let's say, say you're, you're a 40-year-old runner and yeah. you run 90 miles a week. And, and you have a uh, workout on Saturday. Yeah, should you get so the, should you get the vaccine on Wednesday? <laughs> Even like, my mom would text me and be like, is this your doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to an audience of one. Telehealth, baby. That's Amy Marks Kors. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. Now, wrap it up here before the Dave Glover Show starts in our 1 o'clock free-for-all with Amy and me, and the Glover Show is about to begin. Um, You'll be stunned when I tell you this. Okay. 
Amy, yeah. but Fox 2, uh-huh. um, looking at data. Mm-hmm. See, I can't, sometimes I can't say data. Data, data. data um, about the loop trolley. Yes. You will be stunned to hear that it is underused. No. Yeah. The loop trolley? Stunned. Yeah. I, when we have time tomorrow, I didn't let's... know it was used enough to be underused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess... <laughs> Is it underused if your expectation is low? If your expectation is eight people a day. Uh-huh. And it might still be underused. Oh, it's 100% underused. So we need to get into this tomorrow when we have some time. we got to say goodbye here. Here's but what this we need is, to do. I want to ride the trolley all day one day and see if anyone else gets on. I, I think we should do the show from it. I think, that we, is actually a great Can we broadcast idea. on a moving target? I think you can. Oh, let's do it. Why not? I'm into it. So anything you missed on the show today, it's on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y-K-M-O-X.com. A lot today was on the show. We're going to talk about the trolley more tomorrow. Now we're going to broadcast from it. We're going to broadcast from the loop trolley and see if anybody rides it. I bet the ratings go down. <laughs> <laughs> All of our listeners are on the trolley, I guess. All right. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 